With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning and welcome to the morning show with Kristen Scott. How are you? How are you? How are you? And you and you and you. Great to be with you Wednesday on the radio, August the 3. That is Grant. Grant Allen, ladies and gentlemen, over there in the uh, studio, designated Studio 1A. I am here in 1B. And yes, down the hallway is Studio 2, 3, 4, 5A and 5B. But it is show 4751 and day 560 of America held hostage. What a day we're going to have together. Let me just tell you now, if you have to go away, go to work or something like that, make sure you come back to the podcast. There's just, I just feel it. I can feel it. The news is just remarkable, yet again. And so uh, we will begin to unpack everything, including a little that you might have missed from yesterday's program, but some amazing developments on a lot of different things. Some of it horrifying. I'll just say it up front. Some of it just is horrifying, which is why we, we like to start the show with God's word. Right? We talked about it yesterday. The the glasses that correct vision. You see things very clearly for what they are when you look at them through the lens of God's word. Romans 12, verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good pleasing and perfect will I want to just stop right there your kids are going to be starting school in one week for most of you now Across the country, school starts at different times. Some of you might even be underway already. Some of you might be underway in a couple weeks. We're going to ask the question. Uh, I don't know if we'll do it this week or next, but we're going probably this week. Should school be year-round? Friday, we're in our pushback segment, we're going to just ask you your thoughts on year-round school with three-week breaks between quarters. Huh? Think about it now. A little time for a break. 
at all times of the year, all seasons, you get a little bit of everything. I, I think it's brilliant. But we'll we'll talk about all the merits of that later. But this whole segment was designed to inspire you and to equip you with verses of God's word to share with your children, speak over them, pray, hug them, tell them you love them, make sure they know that, and send them out the door with a smile on their face. But send them out the door with God's word planted in their heart. We're getting to that time of year. Listen to these words again. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Social media, peer pressure, it's all about conforming. It's all about fitting in to what the world says is appropriate. Which, quite honestly, everything's appropriate in the world today, right? Are there any restraints? Very few. It says, don't conform, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you do that? You pray daily. You spend a little time in God's word every day because then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Your kids are going to face choices and they'll make them without you. That's why this is so important. Come back with a check of this date in history and so much more. Buckle up, kiddos. It's Wednesday on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Morning Show with Preston Scott. What will you do without freedom? On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. August 3rd, let's see what it says inside the American Patriots Almanac here. August 3rd, 1857, in a speech in New York, abolitionist Frederick Douglass reminded his fellow Americans of the cost of freedom. His words, which foreshadowed the coming Civil War, are among the most famous of his many orations, quoting, The general sentiment of mankind is that a man will not fight for himself. When he has the means of doing so, he's not worth being fought for by others. And this sentiment is just for a man who does not value freedom for himself will never value it for others or put himself to any inconvenience to gain it for others. Woo! Let me just pause for a second. Think about that through the lens of today. The whole history of the progress of human liberty shows that all concessions yet made to her august claims have been born of earnest struggle. The conflict has been exciting, agitating, all-absorbing, and for the time being, putting all other tumults to silence. 
It must do this or it does nothing. If there is no struggle, there is no progress. Those who profess to favor freedom and yet deprecate agitation are men who want crops without plowing up the field. They want rain without thunder and lightning. They want the ocean without the awful roar of its many waters. This struggle may be a moral one or it may be a physical one. And it may be both moral and physical, but it must be a struggle. Power concedes nothing without a demand. Can I just pause for a second and point out how remarkable his words are? Frederick Doug that last sentence alone from Frederick Douglass speaks to today. Power concedes nothing without a demand. It never did and it never will. Find out just what any people will quietly submit to and you have found out the exact measure of injustice and wrong which will be imposed upon them and these will continue till they are resisted whether either words or blows or with both. The limits of tyrants are prescribed by the endurance of those whom they oppress. Hello, America. Do those words not apply to today? The limits of tyrants are prescribed by the endurance of those whom they oppress. What are you going to put up with? I got to stop. 1492, Christopher Columbus sails from Palo, Spain with the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria on his famous journey to find the west, western route to the Indies. Abraham Lincoln elected to the U.S. House in 1846. 1852, the first intercollegiate athletic event, Yale and Harvard. Race on Lake, whatever it is, in St. Center Harbor, New Hampshire. Can't pronounce the name of that lake. It's one of those Penipsa Hapsa Wisakapaska. Calvin Coolidge sworn in as the 13th U.S. president following the death of Warren G. Harding in 1923. And in 1958, the submarine Nautilus becomes the first vessel to reach the North Pole. And that would creep me out. Being in a sub underneath that ice? No, thank you. Nope. Nope. FLA on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. This is crazy! And iHeart's radio station. Can you believe another school year start? August 10th? Whatever happened to June, July, August, summers? And that's why I'm in favor of year-round school. If you're just going to cram it back to nine weeks, summer's nine weeks long, maybe ten, then just blow it up and do it different. You know, it's, it's long enough that kids forget stuff. So let's shorten it up, tighten it. They'll have much better retention of information. 
and uh, it, it's it's a win for families all 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 the way around. I I I think Florida needs to look long and hard at that. Um, in case you missed it, the um, the new version of the Build Back Better bill that was passed by the House and uh, Senate, I think, is still waiting on the final version after negotiations between Joe Manchin and Chuck Schumer. Um, the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, which is not going to do that. It's going to enhance inflation. And Joe Manchin's in for a rude surprise. The math has been done. In fact, interesting in there is apparently a provision that offers subsidies for people to buy electric cars. For people, hold on now, for people up to $300,000 in combined income are eligible for subsidies. So you're going to be raising taxes. It's a pass-through. By raising taxes on businesses, and, and they've done the calculation on how this tax is going to break down, and, uh, and, and by they, it is the Congressional Joint Committee on Taxation. Republicans asked for an analysis. In 2023, individuals making 10000 per year would pay 3.1% more in taxes. Those making between twenty and thirty thousand dollars a year would see a one point one percent tax increase. Tax collected from those making a hundred thousand dollars a year or less would increase by five point eight billion in twenty twenty three. By twenty thirty one, when the new energy credits and subsidies are set to provide even greater benefit to those doing better in America, those earning below four hundred thousand dollars are projected to projected to pay as much as two-thirds of the additional tax revenue collected that year. The way they've staggered this, they push off some of it, but you're going to get hit with it immediately, and it's in the form of pass-throughs. I, I, I've told you for years, taxes are not paid by businesses and corporations. They're paid by consumers, and it's just passed on. And this report says the exact same thing. So there you go. Wanted to point that out because we mentioned it yesterday, but it's important for you to understand. Joe Biden, as, look, politicians frequently, if not almost always, just are dishonest. That's why they have achieved such a wonderful ranking of trust in the American populace. But the fact of the matter is, when, when they tell you that middle class, low income workers will not pay increased taxes, that's just fraudulent. It's unavoidable because everything will cost more. It is a middle class tax that's passed on. It's a tax on business that gets passed on to middle and lower class. And I hate to say those words. Middle income, low income people, entry level workers and so forth. People working two and three jobs to make the ends meet end up bearing the brunt of this type of stuff. Then there's this story. Trans cheerleader kicked out of camp after choking a female teammate. Not very ladylike. Not at all. Ranger College is where it took place. 
Oh, I thought you were, I thought that was the name of the person. Kind of like yesterday was Brita Filter. Yeah, no. It's uh, Texas Cheerleading Camp. Um, Avery Chanel Medlock, a dude, wrote on Facebook, Well, guys. <clears throat> wait. Can whoa, you, can whoa, you, whoa. Wait, that's triggering. Whoa. Did he just assume my gender? Yes. Just saying. I'm officially retired as a cheerleader as of last night at 530 in the morning. A girl on the team, being very disrespectful, told me I'm a man with a penis and that guys should not be on the team. I stood up for myself. She called her mom and dad because she was scared because I stood up for myself. Her father said, she still has testosterone and a penis and I will kill anyone who comes after my daughter. Um, what, what the young man left out is that he choked the girl. And so he was, uh, police were called and he was, uh, he was cited for assault and removed from campus. Is this surprise anybody? It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Guy, do what you're talking about. What you will be talking, and most importantly, what you should be talking about. It's The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Well, for the most part, Donald Trump endorsed candidates fared very, very well in primaries yesterday. In some cases, knocking off incumbents that opposed him man that guy's got a got a bit of a vengeful streak in him no doubt not necessarily something to be proud of as long as he makes some good decisions in terms of who to endorse because he's like dr oz that was a weird one that was a poor choice and it all came back down to I mean, people that kissed up to him. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, 
This is one of those stories that you ought to just know, and and it's very uncomfortable for all of us. What? What? What is it? Matt Gates, Florida Congressman, first district, has filed a bill. It's called the Disarm the IRS bill. The IRS has a stockpile of more than 5 million rounds of ammunition and spent nearly three-quarters of a million dollars in buying ammo just this year alone. It's awfully odd purchase for a tax enforcement agency. Now, and, and I, hold on to that thought. It is dismissed because... They have a criminal investigation division with armed law enforcement to pursue tax felons. According to a 2018 report from the GAO, it has 2,148 enforcement officers as of 2018, better than 4,400 weapons, including 15 fully automatic firearms and 5.05 million rounds. That was in 2018. According to OpenTheBooks.com, a nonprofit government watchdog group, they are not alone. The EPA owns over 600 guns. Special agents at NASA are equipped with machine guns and AR-15s. The Smithsonian Institution employs 620 armed special agents up from zero in 2008. What the heck? So, it's a little alarming that so many agencies are carrying ammunition. And here's here's my question. Here's my pushback to, okay, why do any of them need any of this? Isn't that what we have law enforcement for? I mean, isn't that what you might need U.S. Marshals or we have federal agencies that handle that kind of thing just saying like law enforcement agencies fbi's armed i mean if the irs needs to go after a felon wouldn't it be appropriate for them to go through the right channels have someone with the fbi or secret service as needed or maybe not even secret service but you know maybe the u.s marshals or local law enforcement. I just, this is, this is unsettling to me. And we've talked about this once before, years ago. It might have been when that report came out in 2018. I just think you ought to know. I don't know that you need a bunch of uh, ammo to conduct an audit. You mayor of Realville, dispensing information at the speed of sound. And if you're lucky, he'll be wearing his Clark Kent glasses today. The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Other big story in the press box. She did it. Pelosi. Pelosi touched down in Taiwan. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how I feel about that. I know Republicans are back there applauding. I know Rick Scott is just beside himself with joy. 
I don't know that I agree, and I don't know that I disagree. I don't know. I don't know if it was smart. I mean, I'm I'm a little surprised Joe didn't intervene given his friendship with China on a very personal business level. I, I'm surprised. What I did not want to have happen was just my opinion be enforced because it's Nancy Pelosi. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because it's just, because it's, and I know, she is the wicked witch of the West Coast. I get it. Well, there were there were protesters, pro-China protesters holding up signs. Here's one. Get out to rubble, T-O-R-U-B-L-E, to rubble maker Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Another sign, American witch, get out of Taiwan, China. <laughs> so, yeah, there are these mixed kind of feelings here. And I didn't want, just because it's Pelosi. Right, yeah. And, and like, the fact, so, I don't know. The fact that our Speaker of the House, you know, was not intimidated by threats from China, I was like, okay. But I, like you, I'm like, well, I, I find myself going back and forth. Is this a fight we want to pick right now? Yeah. Especially with Joe in office. I'm just, I don't, again, I don't know. What I do know is a record. 708,000 people were live tracking her plane when she touched down. Yeah. According to Flight Radar 24, that's the website. They were the tracking of SPAR 19, which is the designation on it. And the website allows you to track any airplane in real time where it's flying, how fast it's flying, its altitude, and when it touches down and so forth. It's, it's a cool little site. I've, I've been there a few times over the years. But what I want to get to here is there's something that Pelosi said when she, when she arrived that I just think requires special, special treatment here on the morning show with Preston Scott. Our visit is one of several congressional delegations to Taiwan and it in no way contradicts long-standing United States policy guided by Taiwan Relations Act of 1979, U.S.-China joint communiques, and the six assurances. <laughs> it happens every time you say those words. The six assurances. It works for you, too? Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> what Why do I feel like I'm suddenly in a Laura Croft Tomb Raider movie? Or, <laughs> I thought or, Kung I'm, Fu Panda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just... Master Ugwe. Guided by the Taiwan Relations Act of 1979, U.S.-China Joint Communiques, and the Six Assurances. I mean... A little late on the assurances there. Uh, <laughs> what? What is that? Yeah, what are they? What are what? The six assurances. 
could just does anybody know what they are? Don't say it. Does any I don't know what they are. What what was the first assurance? <laughs> Foreign policy principles enacted in nineteen eighty two. Does it does it have an official title? It is the six assurances. I think anytime you say those words, the music plays. It's like it's an automatic cue. You know what? I think just for fun, from time to time, I think I'm just going to test it. We'll see. We'll see. I. It's just... It just sounded so, I don't know, like it's from a movie. Sounds very Eastern. The U.S. Joint Communiques and the, right? You just. <laughs> Back with more of the morning show. Clouded world. Consider him your truth detector. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7, WFLA. Okie dokie there. Wednesday on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. It's August the 3rd. Show number 4751. That there is Grant Allen. Land of Goshen, he's over there in Studio 1A. I'm here in Studio 1B. It's great to be with you. Leif Lundergaard here. Hey, seriously, ask, answer me this question. Why? Oh, why? Are we making declarations of health emergencies over something that is transmitted almost exclusively through sexual contact between gay men? Why? And I'll take it a step further. Promiscuous gay men. Why? I don't I don't get this. And this is where you have got to step back and be analytical and logical about the news. Biden names FEMA and CDC officials to head the U.S. monkeypox response. This is this is a Reuters story. Why would you have an official from the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA? Now, I will point out to you that over the last decade, maybe more, bases, for lack of a better way of putting it, of encampments have been built all over the country, allegedly by FEMA.
Gavin Newsom has declared a state of emergency in California. There are 6,326 total cases, according to the CDC. So if you split that up by 50 states, how many does California have? A fraction of that. I mean, look, if you wanted to say San Francisco should be on alert, I'm not being flippant here. Minneapolis, St. Paul, New York, maybe Miami, some other communities. I get it. Hey, that's what happened during HIV, during the AIDS crisis. It was an absolute alert to the gay community. And it scared the out of people. Yes, some got it from drug use, sharing needles and so forth. Monkeypox spreads through close physical contact. It causes flu-like symptoms, skin lesions. It is rarely fatal. What are we doing? What are we doing? You have to, again, here's what's missing in America by and large today, among many other things. Logic. Analysis. You've got the one of the leading epidemiologists for the city of New York. He has been relocated because he has made the same points I've been making. They don't want to hear from that. All right, when we come back, we're going to expand this back to COVID next on The Morning Show. Hi, good morning, and welcome to the second hour of the radio program known as The Morning Show with Preston Scott, show 4,751. I'm Preston. Been here for all of them. If I'm not here, they don't count on the list. I think Grant's done the morning show without Preston Scott. What, four times? Five. Five times. Yeah. Show five of the morning show without Preston Scott. I wonder if, it, when I retire, I wonder if that's what it'll be named. It's just going to keep your name in it. <laughs> Featuring... Grant Allen. You name it. There you go. Yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be hilarious. Preston's been dead for 30 years. It's the morning show without Preston Well, I just assume we not have the conversation with dirt on me or me in a shelf somewhere. Come on sure, now. Sure. Let's let's leave me alive. Well, in the year I'm I'm trying... Preston's been dead 30 years. What a jeez, what a downer. Like, you know. I'm going out and playing golf. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to have a conversation here. Have I, I? I chatted yesterday. I had lunch with a uh, with a doctor yesterday, and we were just talking about the state of healthcare and everything that's going on in the world today. The difficulty. I mean, how would you find? A physician that did not fall into the trap of vaccine only. 
How do you do that? How do you interview a doctor and find out what they thought, what their thinking was, whether they really followed the science or whether they followed dictates from the federal government? And I understand if you have to say, now you know the vaccine's available, but there are other treatments. That's all I'm looking for. A doctor that was open to, you know, when you have this conversation, you need you need to find a doctor that was open to other forms and treatments. To me, that's following the science. And and I I do not mean to make this sound as though because the majority of you got the vaccine. And it's not about making you feel bad or worried, but the fact of the matter is the people getting sick are vaccinated people. It's it's as if they're magnets. It's as if their immune system was in fact suppressed or something else is going on. The numbers of younger people having strokes, that's what this doctor was pointing out. The numbers of younger people. And this particular doctor's in you know, uh, a younger person, but, you know, maybe 40s, late 30s. Just talking about peers, people. I saw a story of six or eight Canadian doctors that have died in the last few weeks alone from circumstances no one can explain. And I know you're aware of this. All the international soccer players that were just passing out, going into cardiac arrest, and they're they're younger than me. They're in the prime of life. They're top tier athletes. Yes. Having heart attacks. Yeah. And and what do all of these people have in common? Vaccinations. Surely you're talking about this. Surely you're having these discussions. Uh, I got a, a an email from Judicial Watch. And and they are this is the group that routinely files Freedom of Information Acts and lawsuits against the federal government for not disclosing things. Um, According to the NIH, this is from Judicial Watch, the FBI has been looking into NIH records on the grant, the money that went to Wuhan, China's Wuhan Institute of Virology. They are suing Health and Human Services Director Francis Collins trying to get emails And, of course, he's retired now, but trying to get emails about gain-of-function research. That's what Rand Paul's trying to get to the bottom of. I mean, there's just, there is so much to this. And and I I know coming at some point, there's just going to be an obvious day that sort of clears itself, and we're going to be able to just kind of sit back and talk as a as a a family here on the show about your thoughts on all of this i'll give you some more thoughts of mine and some intel next with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Morning Joe with Preston Scott. They're going to get a... Shh. I... I'm just... Which... Which... Knock, knock. Who's there? On WFLA. Talking and reflecting on kind of where we are and and you scan the news and you see just the stories of high-profile people that are dying. You know, we're not talking about the passing of Vin Scully at the age of 94. Okay, Vin Scully passed away yesterday at the age of 94. We'll talk about that later in the the hour because it, it matters to me. Um... We're not talking about someone dying of natural causes at old age or, you know, they're just they're older and they got sick or they fell or something like that happened. We're talking about people, as Grant said, in the prime of their life that are dying. And and we only are considering the ones making news. Right. That are on the, you know, the 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 front page of various websites, whether it's a sports site or a news site, famous, high-profile people. We're not even considering average folks like you and me and how many of them are dying. Just know that the numbers are huge, far above normal. What do we have in common? A society that was browbeat, pressured, forced to get a vaccine and we're still seeing this push i want you to just think about this covid19 as it was tested and 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 even if you attach the best of motivations to it all the testing was for covid19 the development of the vaccine was for covid19 it doesn't exist anymore. It's all variants now. That vaccine is meaningless. To me, it always was. To me, there were other treatments infinitely more effective, more likely to bring about a good result than those vaccines, those shots, the jabs. Why are we still pushing a vaccine for children, for babies, when the virus it was created for is gone? This is what I was referring to last hour when I said you've got to use logic and common sense. I have tried diligently since we started to get our arms around this in March and April of 2020 to present to you a slightly contrarian, but always through the lens of common sense view of all of this. And it starts with a couple of fundamental points. You can't vaccinate a coronavirus. You never have been able to. We haven't yet. And the death numbers were never accurately portrayed everything else to me builds off of those two fundamentals 
So as we move forward, I have put it on my blog page. I am begging you to go there. You just need to look back. Two stories. It's sitting there on the blog page, WFLAFM.com slash Preston. Read about Marburg. I've got links to two websites. Two websites. One, Vax, V-A-X-X, choice.com. There you will find all kinds of documents, federal documents, things that will guide you into better understanding what we have been looking at, what we are looking at, and likely what we will be looking at. And the second one could be invaluable to you and your family related to your health. Truth for F-O-R health.org. I beg of you to go to those sites, mark them, bookmark them, write them down, remember them, share them, and inform yourself. 16 minutes past the hour on the morning show with Preston Scott. FLA at WFLAFM.com on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos and iHeart's radio station. minutes after the hour as you are making the drive hey keep in mind that a week from today the drive is going to change depending on if you're listening in panama city you're listening in the tallahassee area it all changes next week wednesday school starts i thought you were saying that we're falling back i'm like no it's not november no, and I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. Did we change the whole daylight savings time thing or not? I don't remember. Was that did, did, did that it actually happen? I don't know. I don't know. I got to find out. But yeah, the kiddos are going to be on the roads, the buses, uh, bus stops. So just get in your head. This is it. Your final week of of a little calmer drive to work. But uh, if you if you're making your way into work or getting ready, just waking up in the central time zone. Good morning. Welcome to the morning show with Preston Scott. I'm Preston. And, uh, and I will, did we, didn't we post, I posted the, the websites on my blog page. I've got people writing me, asking me, and, and I, I'll do what I can. I, I get a lot of email, um, but we do have it on the blog page. It's WFLAFM.com slash Preston. Just go to the blog page and you'll find the links to the, um, to the websites that I mentioned. I got an answer for you, by the way. What is it? You seem as disgusted. Of, as of July 25th, yeah, uh, like last week or week before that, more than four months after the Senate unanimously passed a bill to make daylight savings time permanent in the, U- in the United States, the measure hit a brick wall in the House. Cannot say it is a priority, one rep said. So, stalled once again. How hard can it be? Priority, how hard can it be? Oh, man. Ah, people. Um, I thought I'd share this with you. I get an email yesterday from the U.S. Department of Commerce. 
Me? What am I getting an email from them about? What I do? Are you on their regular list? Not that I know of. <laughs> but then again, you may remember that in the Trump years, out of nowhere, I, I just start getting all kinds of requests from the Attorney General, Secretary of State, uh, Surgeon General, all these high-ranking administration heads saying, we want to be on your show. What in the world? And we had him on the show. Tried to pull some strings to get the Prez on here. Um, went through the Suns. We, we had both Donald and Eric Trump on the show at, at one time or another. And in fact, I think we had Junior on the show twice. Uh, the night of the election in 2016 and then uh, a couple years later. But anyway, I get this email. This email is off the record and for planning purposes only. You seldom get anything like that. And I can talk about it now because it's no longer embargoed news. If you're outside of the industry, an embargo is when they release information to you and you're not allowed to release it or talk about it or promote it or, or write about it or say anything about it until the, the day and the time of the event of the announcement. So, for example, if something is embargoed until noon, August 3rd, I wouldn't be able to talk about it until then if I had any level of integrity and respect. And I'll be honest with you. It doesn't matter to me that this is the Biden administration. I will always honor requests of things being off the record. They're off the record. If they are told to me in confidence, that's how it remains. It doesn't matter whether it's someone that I agree with, disagree with, like, or don't like. Those are rules of, of integrity of the business. And I recognize that there aren't a lot of us left that play by those rules. But to me, they still matter. Here's what's interesting. Is they announced yesterday funding from the American Rescue Plan, the Commerce Department's Good Jobs Challenge, will allocate $500 million dollars to enable communities across the country to invest in innovative approaches to workforce development that will secure job opportunities for more than 50,000 Americans. 32 grant winners will be announced, representing 31 states and territories. And on the surface, you would say, awesome, cool, except that that's not what your tax dollars should be going for. That's where private startup money, kickstarts, uh, investors, that's where that comes in. I just wanted you to be aware that your tax dollars were going for stuff like this. Student guy, do what you're talking about. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. So Nancy Pelosi did touch down in Taiwan. What do you think about that? Mm, I don't know. Look, it's low-hanging fruit to pick on the woman. She's mean-spirited. 
She's wrong politically about everything. Nearly everything. I, I, I'm i sure there's a vote somewhere along the line where she went went along with the crowd on something that just was so common sense. But but politically, I mean, she's, a, she's an illiberal lefty Democrat. She's wrong. But she is the Speaker of the House. Right or wrong? She is. And she went to Taiwan. And China was not happy. In fact, China's comments on it. You know, this is a serious violation of the one China principle and the provisions of the three China-U.S. joint communiques. It has a severe impact on the political foundation of U.S.-China relations and seriously infringes upon China's sovereignty and territorial integrity. There is but one China in the world. Taiwan is an inalienable part of China's territory, and the government of the People's Republic of China is the sole legal government representing the whole of China. Okay? But this is the part of the statement that I found more interesting. No country, no forces, and no individuals should ever misestimate the firm resolve strong will, and great capability of the Chinese government and people to defend state sovereignty and territorial integrity and to achieve national reunification and rejuvenation. China will definitely take all necessary mean measures to resolutely safeguard its sovereignty and territorial integrity in response to the U.S. Speaker's visit. It's interesting that in the paragraph before that, China released this statement that the United States government recognizes the government of the People's Republic of China as the sole legal government of China. Within this context, the people of the United States will maintain cultural, commercial, and other unofficial relations with the people of Taiwan. Since Speaker Pelosi is the incumbent leader of the U.S. Congress, her visit to and activities in Taiwan, in whatever form and for whatever reason, is a major political provocation to upgrade U.S. official exchanges with Taiwan. China absolutely does not accept this, and the Chinese people absolutely reject this. The Taiwan question is purely an internal affair of China. So interesting. And so I'll circle back to, I don't know what I think about this. I Part of me thinks like this is silly. And part of me is also sort of like the, the decision to pull the trigger and go after Ayman al-Zawahiri. All right, it was a beautifully conducted mission. Buck Sexton, longtime CIA agent official i don't know you know buck sexton said yesterday he has zero doubt that they could have pulled this off at any time but they chose to do it now for political reasons i don't agree with that analysis because the the taking out of an isis terrorist uh of a not isis of a uh taliban not taliban al-qaeda terrorist sorry they all they all seem alike to me um is going to be long forgotten come November. It's not even going to be on the radar of anybody. It's going to be old news. So I don't agree with Buck's analysis. 
But I, what I what I will say is, you need to look at everything that happens now by the Biden administration and Democrats in Congress as something to do with November. But I don't know about this trip to Taiwan. Driving across the country, delivering the goods we rely on. I say you are all essential workers, and we thank all of you. Welcome to The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Mentioned earlier in the hour, the passing of an icon. Vin Scully. The voice of not just the Dodgers. I would argue the voice of baseball. The the path of Vin Scully and my dad intersected I think for the first time that I was aware of in 1965. Dad was the voice of the Minnesota Twins. Vin was the voice of the L.A. Dodgers, and the two teams played in the 1965 World Series. It was a seven-game series. Sandy Koufax pitched three games and won all three. That's unheard of. Including Game 7. Especially in today's game. Yeah. And and Dad called the games. They alternated every three innings with Vin Scully for NBC Television. I have the broadcast of one of those games on VHS provided to me by uh, uh, the Minnesota PBS outlet years ago. It is it's treasured. It is it is an absolute treasured uh, possession of mine. He is he was one of the only colleagues of my dad that I'd never met. Though they knew each other, and I would say would consider themselves professional friends. And so, March 31st, 2014, as he was about to begin his 65th season doing Dodgers baseball, I reached out and got a hold of Vin Scully. And we talked about, among other things, his start in broadcasting. Well, in all honesty, it was not necessarily baseball, although I love to play it. It was the roar of the crowd. When I was very young, we had a large four-legged radio with a cross piece underneath it. And on a Saturday, we could get uh, a national football broadcast, college, and I would get a pillow and I would crawl under the radio. I'd put the pillow on the cross piece and then rest my head on it so that my face was looking straight up at the loudspeaker. And when the crowd would roar, and it didn't make any difference, the teams, because here's a little boy in New York, and I might be listening to Tennessee, Alabama, but the roar of the crowd would come out of that loudspeaker. And I guess I've said this enough times to almost make it a cliche, but the roar came out like water out of a shower head. And it would come down on top of me, and I would get goosebumps, and I would almost curl up thinking, oh, how I would love to be there. And then as I got a little bit older, it then became, I'd love to be there and be the announcer. And, of course, all of that came true. Baseball, 
Uh, I played in the streets of New York, and then I played high school ball. Then I played varsity ball in college at Fordham, probably in retrospect, my highlight. I played against George Herbert Walker Bush, who was the captain and first baseman of Yale. And, of course, by that time, I was really on track for baseball. And what a track it would be, including uh, one of the most iconic moments ever. Kirk Gibson's home run in game one of the 1988 World Series called by none other than Vin Scully who passed away yesterday at the age of 94. Great memories for me and for many of you. For me, it just touches so close to home because he was a colleague of my dad's. And so there's a, it's, it's kind of like losing an uncle in a way. More of the morning show with Preston Scott. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Morning show with Preston Scott. Go ahead. Make my day. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. All right. J.D. Johnson, just a few minutes away. We're going to talk about the big story in the press box with him about the arming of all the agencies. And then we're going to pivot into some questions related to personal defense, firearms in general. And uh, our personal defense segment's coming up next hour here on the program. This is one of those moments that's going to maybe step on a few toes because many of you are big fans of the Gateway Pundit. And I don't know what your thoughts are on the work that Jim Hoft and those who contribute to his his website do. But I think it's really, really important for us to, again, use logic, analysis, and fairness. When it comes to evaluating anything. Because if we lose our ability to be fair and objective, then what kind of credibility are we walking around with? I mean, don't you have to call out your own if 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 the shoe fits kind of thing? If, if they've fallen short, if they're making mistakes, don't you have to call them out for it? I mean, give an example here of why when people send me links from the Gateway Pundit, I take it with a, a significant grain of salt. 
because I think Jim does some really good work, but I think frequently he just really doesn't get it because he is almost at times looking for a fight. And I'm going to give you an example, perfect example right here. Story that was forwarded to me. Here's the headline. Sad but predictable. RNC Chair Rona Romney McDaniel predicts GOP will only gain four House seats in midterms. And it's video of her on Fox Business with Stuart Varney, Varney and Company, two mornings ago. And I watched the entire interview. Every bit of it to make sure that I could properly take it in because I'm like, really? Is that all she's predicting? I, I, I looked at the headline and went, oh, wow, really? Because I'm thinking, there's no way that that you can spin this beyond what it's, it says what it says, right? It's on tape. It's the interview. It just, it's like it's there. And I wrote the person back who sent me the link and I said, I'm sorry. Jim's wrong. This is an unfair headline. And here's the problem. Rona McDaniel is a is an is a failure as the RNC head. She's not done a good job. And there's a list of things that Jim has in his article pointing out the things that that she's just dropped the ball on. And I agree. But you can't then pile on when Stuart Varney says, and I'm paraphrasing, Stuart Varney says, so how many seats will the Republicans gain in the midterms? 40? 50? And she goes, stop, 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 stop. She's trying to tamp it down, right? Wouldn't you? I mean, seriously, would you be out there right now bragging about taking 40 or 50 seats in the House? Would you? Yes or no? To me, if you're a leader, it's foolish. It's foolish because you go out there on that limb, all you can do is look foolish. If you gain 20, then what's the headline? Ooh, the Republicans only gained half or or a third of what they said they were going to gain. No. What she said was, look, four is our is what we're what we need to take the house. We need four. And and we're going to gain four. And and Jim Hoft at Gateway Pundit turns that into a giant, she's only predicting four. No, that's not really accurate. Did she say that? Yes, she did. But in its context, it's not even close to what she meant. So people use wisdom. Good morning. Welcome to the third hour of the morning show with Preston Scott. Literally turning the page on the rundown. And it's Wednesday, August 3rd, if you can believe it. The kiddos start school in the area. Whether you're in Panama City, Leon County, I think a lot of the Florida school districts start next Wednesday. Good of them to give the kids just a a few days in school before giving them the weekend. That would have been nice back in our day, but I would still take year-round school with three-week breaks but we'll talk about that friday on the show 
And uh, and this being the first Wednesday of the month, it's time for our personal defense segment. And I am joined by J.D. Johnson of the Talon Training Group, co-host of Talon Outdoors with Charlie Strickland and that guy over there, Grant Allen, even shows up. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic. And yourself? Good. You're in, you're in your regular seat? Yeah, I'm in my regular seat. Feeling good? Yeah, yeah. I love the hat. Thank you, sir. That's a very cool hat. Thank you. Is that available at the Talon shop, or is yeah, that custom? I, I do believe is that it custom? Might, it, no. No? It was, it's, this is the prototype, but it, we do have some. Okay, okay, fair enough. I wanted to get your thoughts. One of the big stories we're talking about this morning is this story from Epoch Times. IRS stockpiles more than 5 million rounds of ammunition. Now, Matt Gates, our representative, who's kind of an interesting cat uh, from, from, from District 1 in Florida, has uh, sponsored the Disarm the IRS Act with the, quote, call me old-fashioned, but I thought the heaviest artillery an IRS agent would need would be a calculator. And this in response to spending another three-quarters of a million dollars of ammo just last this past year. All these agencies arming. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it's a, uh, a a backdoor attempt to short the American the American gun owner from and, and to keep the ammo prices high and availability low, as much as it is arming the the federal agencies. Um, I think I think it's an economical uh, an economic uh, attack as much as anything else because if they can tie up the domestic. Ammo, ammo manufacturers with government contracts, that's less commercial ammo on the market. And we're still not seeing um, availability of domestically manufactured ammunition is still production, still way down, or availability still way down. A lot of what we're seeing is foreign-made. You may have insight to this, J.D., because of your background in law enforcement that we don't have. One of the things we talked about last hour was – Okay, between the IRS, the EPA, actually, the EPA has a division that has, uh, like they've got 600 guns there. The National Aeronautics Space Administration has machine guns and ARs. Smithsonian employs 622 armed special agents. So the question becomes this, why are these agencies in essence, arming themselves with special officers, special agents, and weaponry when they could just use the U.S. Marshals or local law enforcement, or even if you wanted to say, well, we want to keep it federal because someone local might tip somebody off, the FBI. Why why are these agencies getting armed divisions? You know, I I honestly don't know the answer to that, but I can tell you this, having been in Washington, D.C. this past summer, it is um, amazing the amount of of law enforcement, armed law enforcement, and plainclothes law enforcement at places like the Smithsonian and stuff. Now, and I get get wanting to protect a place where you have hundreds of thousands of visitors, um, you know, going there to look at works of art or or whatever you know historical uh items um it it would it is in fact a gun-free zone because you got metal detectors or whatever i couldn't even carry in some of those places my wife couldn't carry in some of those places and we're you know in law she's still active law she's enforcement. still active i'm retired You're retired i'm supposed to be able to carry in those places sure 
uh, by statute, by the House House Bill 218 from back in the day, allows me to carry in those places. Um, and we had to disarm, even her as an active duty, um, you know, current law enforcement officer had to disarm going in those places. They they, which is against statute. But wouldn't it make sense to just, as opposed to having all of these armed people in in, you know, basically bureaucratic agencies, to just use your law enforcement arm? U.S. Marshals? Right. I agree. I mean, it's it's, like I said, I think a lot of it is uh, they're wanting to pump their numbers up. And if like if you're when you're it's my understanding is if you're a federal law enforcement officer, um, they could hypothetically transfer those people to to another like like if the IRS is chasing down some bad felon that they feel like they need armed personnel instead of their own people okay call US marshals go get the guy yeah and, and the US marshals are actually guys that do that kind of work and actually train and actually go out and catch bad guys they're you know so i don't know i don't know what the deal is i know that they're spending a whole lot of money on ammo which is tying up the manufacturers which is keeping you and i from being able to buy american manufactured ammunition J.D. Johnson, more to come. We're going to talk about ATF next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Preston Show with Morning Scott. What? Was that, that's not was, bad. It, was it close? That's pretty close. It was not bad, yeah. But just never mind. Um, JD Johnson in with me from the Talent Training Group, co-founder and co-host of Talent Outdoors. Uh, we were talking before we started about the ATF and just things simmering in the background. Yeah. So the ATF for the last there, there was a, a, a so the way the ATF does business. You have we have codified things that have passed congress in the mm-hmm. in the in the years so the the NFA the National Firearms Act it had, there was one in 1928 i think and there was another one in 80 84 86 somewhere in there that basically <clears throat> identifies what a machine gun is what a short barrel rifle is what a silencer is key definitions the, the, the key definitions of these items that are regulated by the federal government and that you and i have to Either we either can't own them, period, or we have to jump through hoops and pay special taxes to own, like a suppressor. We right. have to. Have, it's a two hundred dollar tax stamp if you want a suppressor, uh, short barrel rifle. If you want a if you want a carbine or a rifle with a barrel shorter than sixteen inches, you have to file file paperwork, send in your photograph, your fingerprints, uh, pay a two hundred dollar tax stamp. So. The pistol braces came along years ago, which was uh, they were originally designed for people with disabilities mm-hmm. to allow them to one handedly hold a a carbine. It usually has like a little velcro <laughs> strap of some yeah. type. It's a split 
a split uh, split end uh, stock, if you will, uh, with a strap on it so that you can essentially strap it to your arm if you don't have but one arm or you have one functional arm that allows you to shoot it. Um, and those things came around, and so gun people looked at it and go, well, I'm not disabled, but I want one of those because it lets me have a short barrel with this, that, and the other. So you have the AR-15 pistols with a brace on it. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of vacillation back and forth. The ATF has ruled on pistol braces about five or six times that I'm aware of. Yes, you can have them. No, you can't put it up to your shoulder. Yes, you can put it up to your shoulder. No, you can't. Yes, you can. Back and forth, back and forth, because people keep asking for, um, you know, people keep asking for, what can I do with this? And right now, you can have them. You can put them up to your shoulder and shoot them. Even if you're not disabled, you're able to have them. So the ATF came out earlier in the year and said, in June, we're going to make a ruling on this. Uh, and if it, we're, we're, they want to, people in the government want to, some people in the government want to outlaw those. Right now, they're still legal. Um, they have pushed that ruling back or they're, they're hand, handing down their ruling on it that would end fact, it would there's about 12 million best thing best we can tell there's about 12 million of these pistol braces have been sold in the united states in the last couple of years and one maybe more and one yeah and and several (laughs) not that i have any of them but here but you know what i'm saying so there's there's millions they are in common use at this point the atf has said well we're going to rule on these things in june we were supposed to get a ruling in june and well, the ruling in June didn't happen. Uh, there have been some court cases recently. Um, most people don't know this, but during the Trump administration, the bump stocks were banned. Yeah. Well, there was a court case in Virginia in one of the federal courts up there that basically said that's a that's not a good law. That's They threw it out. They threw the case out against a guy that had one. So there's been a lot of court documentation say, saying that it's not a law. It's simply an, an administrative ruling. So they have kind of taken some of the teeth out of these administrative rulings. Well, the AT, ATF said, we're going to rule on it in June. They pushed the ruling back. We're going to rule on it in August. We've gotten some notification. Oh, we're going we're gonna to wait till December now to, mm. to rule on it. So they keep pushing this ruling back. We're going to talk more. We're going to keep talking about this and a bunch of other things still to come with J.D. Johnson of the Talent Training Group here on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. For FLA, on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. And free. And iHeart's radio station. All right, 22 minutes after... Got another few segments with J.D. Johnson. In today, our personal defense segment, and we are talking about a lot of different things. We're right now discussing ATF and the possibility that perhaps they are seeing the wind and the potential change in the direction of the wind and are deferring rulings. Well, the the, the big court decision to allow uh, concealed carry to make the concealed carry license availability in the state of New York. That was a big decision that says, you know, New York can't restrict or can't 
Was it as big as the deep the EPA decision? Nowhere close to being as big as the EPA decision. I was going to say, I bet that in your mind, and and I would agree with you that the decision West Virginia beating the EPA might have more implications with the ATF and other agencies than anything else. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't. A lot of people in the gun business, gun world, didn't recognize that. They thought, well, that's an EPA. No, it's a government bureaucracy does not have the power to make law which is essentially what the atf and a lot of other agencies are doing were doing have done in the past they have they have dictated this is how you have to do business and the resident was was it has demonstrated resident biden that he is more than willing if congress won't do what he wants him to do to use other means to accomplish his purposes. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, Jerry Nadler in in the in the House debate over House Bill uh, 1808 <clears throat> that recently passed um the the whole assault weapons ban. Yep. Um he got up there and basically said, "Yeah, I know it." And and the the Republicans were saying, "These things are in common use. You can't go back and retroactively make assault rifles that are in millions millions of homes across the country you can't make them illegal and he said well that's the problem that they're in common use um no the problem is that criminals aren't getting punished for improperly using them or doing bad things with them and you're turning them out in droves when they commit crimes so they the laws only affect the law abiding right the more we restrict people that are abiding by the law, the more outlaws we're going to have, just by definition, right? So it's I think that that ruling, the EPA ruling, was a huge, huge ruling for a lot of different industries. Do you sense that the ATF is going to delay rulings on some of these things that might be in the world of those of us that are gun enthusiasts and believers in the Second Amendment? would consider to be very controversial and wrong and an infringement. Are they going to just wait for midterms and they're going to wait to see what else happens? Well, remember what the date I gave you was that the yeah. ruling is supposed to come out in December. Yeah. That's well after November. Uh, November is when the, the elections happen. So they've politicized a whole lot of their – and it's a politicized – any everything in the federal government is politicized at this point. So, sure. yes, I think they are waiting to see which way the wind's going to blow in November. Um, is there anything else that you hear them discussing – or that's in the pipeline that we might ought to be aware of? Well, there, there was actually a good um, – I, I got notification yesterday, and I think this is good. They're, they have never tracked or asked us. And we've, we have maybe in three years have had a handful of people that come in and try to buy a gun that get denied on their background check for whatever reason. They said, mm-hmm. nope, this, this person can't get a gun. So all we know is that they got denied. We don't know what for. We just said, nope, can't say your gun. Sorry, you need to call FDLE and, or – fbi or whoever to find out why um they're going to start requiring that ffl's federal firearms license holders gun stores and the and fdle within 24 hours of that of that denial of that application they're gonna we're gonna have to report that person's address so they're gonna it seems like they're going to start tracking down people that go in and try to buy a weapon that is not eligible to buy a weapon I think that's a good thing. That's somebody attempting to purchase a firearm that 
know probably knows that they can't buy a firearm. How many times do you guess someone gets denied and it's a mistake they shouldn't have been? Uh, probably a lot more than 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 there are bad people knowingly doing it. Um, so is there a concern that that could get out well, of hand? Well, as long as their explanation, there is always that concern. But sure. if it's one of those things where you got some some somebody that was arrested for something in 1972 and thought it was over with or didn't realize that they got charged with a prohibited, so there's there's misdemeanors that also can prohibit you from from buying a firearm. But, okay. Um, a domestic battery or a battery that ended up being a simple battery that got entered into the court documents as a domestic battery in 1972. So you get what I'm saying? Sure. There's people that hadn't bought a gun since then that didn't realize that they didn't know they were charged with a felony or didn't know they were charged with a prohibited crime. We're going to talk about some specific uh, armament ideas and thoughts next on The Morning Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Morning show with Preston Scott. You're mocking me, aren't you? Oh, no, 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 no. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Right back at it. Heard that music once or twice? Once or twice. Once or twice. Been listening to that music for a long time, a lot longer than the show's been on. J.D. Johnson with us from the Talent Training Group and Talent Outdoors. You can listen to it Saturdays on this fine radio station. Better yet, podcast. That's what I do. I'll uh, if, if I miss an episode, I then start to backlog all of them, and then I binge listen <laughs> while I'm working in the yard or something. You guys have a great show. Well, thank you. It's a lot of fun to listen we to. We enjoy doing it. We have fun doing it, so there's that. And then there's the obvious hours and hours of prep that go... <laughs> into the radio program which i think i enjoy more than anything else i work my butt off to prepare for this show and hope anyone listens they do no prep show up and everybody listens it's just it's it's great it's because there ain't ever there's no telling what's gonna come out of our mouth on saturday on that show i mean it's just (laughs) it's a lot of fun to listen to i told you i wanted to ask you about the shooter in indiana i heard you guys talk about it um eli uh dinkin Mm -hmm. right um what are your thoughts on the eight out of ten the theory that some members of my family are kicking around is look i get it but there is no way that god didn't push some of those bullets on target because eight out of ten is insane i don't i don't know that you're not right because like i said i'm not sure i could do that and i've been i've been playing this game for a long time Well, that's the thing i might could but man it would probably take me three or four runs and i'd have to be i'd be sweating when it was over with didn't the first shot hit though yeah and that's what sent the 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 shooter back towards the bathroom and he never made it back inside yeah but eight out of ten yeah it's it, you know um I I will attribute some of it to the young man being 22 years old and being able to see and having good reflexes and probably has done a significant amount of training on his own practice. Um, So, you know, it's just 
it was a, an amazing feat, and yeah, God may have may have been uh, helping him uh, direct direct traffic on yeah. that one. So, and that leads to where I want to talk about from a technical standpoint and firearms. And, and I and I texted you about this. We've been discussing one of my sons and I were we're talking about firearms that are nine millimeters that have low recoil. And is technology changing, or is that going to always be a function of the size of the firearm that you're shooting to limit the amount of recoil to be more accurate? Well, recoil limiting technology has been around for a long time. Okay. Uh, in the form of ported barrels or compensators. There, there's devices you can add to the end of a barrel of a firearm. Competition shooters have been using these things for sure. years. You are starting to see more and more of them on factory uh, guns out of the out of the factory. Does so, it change how you can carry that firearm? Yeah, because it makes them longer. Um, how Glock, much so? Uh, an inch. Okay. The barrel. You know, you're talking about adding a device on the end of the barrel that's an inch long. But and what threaded, kind of difference does that make? Well, what it does is it ports the gas um, from the from the cartridge it ports the gas up instead of out the front so out the front energy causes backwards energy right you know uh, equal and opposite reaction uh when you port it up and you change the direction it helps keep so the recoil is really not any different it just goes in a different direction that makes sense sure. so it keeps the muzzle down uh ported barrels have been around glock has made factory ported barrels for a long time they they're and before everybody runs out and says, I've got to have one, you're giving up some stuff with them, too, because it changes the direction of the burning gas and the fire. So at night, they make a big old fireball right in your face. So you're you're getting these, uh, looks like a top fuel dragster when you see the, yep, the gas, yep. you know, the, the exhaust gas coming up uh, that's on fire. That's what you get with a ported barrel. So they're really not. They're trade-offs. Yeah, there is always a trade-off when you're dealing with physics. More on technology with firearms and something a little different we've never talked about here on The Morning Show with Preston Scott with J.D. Johnson of the Talent Training Group. Oh, the fun doesn't stop here. Find more on his blog, WFLAFM.com, keyword Preston. J.D. Johnson with me from the Talent Training Group, our personal defense segment, and we're really zeroing in on that topic. We've talked about a lot of big subject matter things, but now we're talking about recoil. And, J.D., what would be some suggestions to people listening to help them improve the the skill of limiting recoil? The biggest thing is getting with an instructor, getting that instructor to show you a proper grip. It's really not about and I tell people this with uh, that they have trouble racking the slide on a semi-automatic. It's not strength; it's technique. Um, a the the best way to mitigate recoil. You can't stop recoil. Recoil is going to happen. Right. Mitigation of recoil has more to do with the way you're holding the gun, the way you grip the firearm, and the way you lock your muscles in in your forearms and your shoulders. That has way that's that's going to do more for recoil mitigation than all the attachments on the end of the gun and the, the ported barrels and the anything else. Does it matter whether the gun is a revolver or a 
a slide. Yeah. No. It doesn't matter. I mean, proper grip is the is is king. Everything else in the game, everything else, side alignment, sight picture, trigger control is subservient to that proper grip. That is the critical thing. Uh, if you don't grip the gun properly, uh, the it's going to find the path of least resistance under that recoil, and it's going to start moving there, which will disrupt the side alignment, disrupt where your finger is contacting the trigger, which then interrupts your ability to properly, uh, in a controlled fashion, pull the trigger. So that grip is of of all the the shooting disciplines, the things that have to happen to hit the target: sight alignment, sight con- sight picture, trigger control. Grip is number one. Does it go without saying that size of the firearm? might be right behind it in other words someone that's taking a, carrying a compact nine millimeter they're just going to have more recoil than a larger nine absolutely the smaller the gun bigger the cartridge that's just physics that's the weight of the gun and the how that energy that propels that projectile down range affects everything else so it's it's it has a lot to do with it i've actually noticed that some people of smaller stature statues the small women small men small people people with small hands actually shoot bigger guns better because they've got more to hold on to okay um guys that are big like you and i we kind of struggle sometimes to shoot the little guns well because we don't we have our hands just swallow the grip to the point where it's you know there's places for it to move around inside our two big bear paws so i want to mention this we got just over a minute left here um i heard you guys talking over the weekend about body armor that's now readily available that's available to just average people out there yeah there's some amazing technology stuff has come a long long way in in the world of body armor since the, the since i started wearing body armor in the late 1980s uh the stuff now is a t-shirt compared to the to the flak jacket that yeah. i wore back in those days you know um and it's available to the public um it, it's but it's super thin super lightweight and we were talking about for things like church security and stuff where you're on a post you could wear some of this stuff under a suit that and nobody would know you had it on what kids are starting back to school and we, you and i talk a lot about school safety yeah. and so forth there are even now panels yes. for backpacks my children will have ballistic panels in their backpacks when school starts in a week or week and a half or whenever it is are you guys carrying stuff like that we do it's not cheap right but my my kids are worth everything right so Um, literally it can go in is it a backpack that's made for it or any backpack it just slides in there's three different sizes uh depending on the size of the backpack and it's just a panel that drops in there and it's thinner than their spiral bound notebook than one spiral bound the little the little yeah 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 it's a it's a thin panel that drops in there and it will defeat pretty much any pistol round shotgun buckshot that kind of stuff uh i and think then, it combined it, with books yeah i was gonna in ask the backpack you. will probably stop five five six rifle round as always thank you my pleasure talon training group and you can go online and uh, find them at talonrange.com talontraininggroup.com jd johnson and of course listen on saturday you never know you have no idea at any given moment what you'll hear from jd and charlie and even grant on the weekends on talent outdoors it's the morning show with preston scott
Uh, my thanks again to J.D. Johnson in this morning for uh, the personal defense segment. Talent Training Group. Always love talking with Charlie and J.D. And um, getting their expertise on a wide range of topics. Would you have, if you were Governor Ron DeSantis, said yes or no to an invitation to go on The View? No way. Oh, I would have in a minute. I would have recommended him do it. I wouldn't have done it. Absolutely, I would have. I know you're you're that guy, but there's no you're not going to change any hearts and minds. You're not changing anyone's opinion when you go on the View. You're not going to even be able to win an argument with them because they can't afford to be wrong. Yeah, so what's the point? Because because you you're can, there. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can I, like there's the potential that you can make them look like the goofballs that they are, but still. And and here's the thing: it is really difficult for the for the hostesses of the View to say the things that they say to his face. They'd never do it. True. They would never do it. So, I, but I have to share the backstory here. The View invites DeSantis to come on the show. The deputy press secretary, Brian Griffin, thanks for the invite. I understand that you are sending this request on behalf of your team. But are the hosts of The View really interested in hearing from Governor DeSantis about all the important work he's doing on behalf of Floridians to protect their health and livelihoods, to stand up for parents and children, and to defend freedom? Which of the below statements from the hosts of The View do you recommend our team consider when deciding if the interview will with will be the genuine pursuit of truth. And then they start dropping bombs of things that Joy Behar and Anna Navarro and Whoopi Goldberg have said. Behar calling him a homicidal sociopath. Sonny Hostin declaring a fascist and bigot. Anna Navarro calling him anti-black. Uh, Hostin's calling his policies anti-black history laws. Uh, we'll pass on this offer. Also, please note, we don't coordinate appearances or events of a political nature from the official office. Our role is to serve the people of Florida. The view declined to comment on the story. (laughs) So I would say great response, but I still think if there's anyone that can carry the water of conservatism right now, articulate it with no notes and we can be assured we'll be ready to fight back it's a guy from jag it's a jag officer come on come on desantis has proven himself i would pay money to watch that happen brought to you by barino heating and air it's the morning show 180 on wfla that would be almost like a pay-per-view with I mean, you could show that as a lead-in to MMA fighting. Like before the big MMA fight on a Saturday night, show, show Ron DeSantis on a pay-per-view with the hostesses of The View. That would be so good. Tomorrow, Steve Stewart, Jerome Hudson, Matt Staver, and more. You thought today was good. Wait till tomorrow. Hey, thanks for listening. 
Jack. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.